captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, we are back. New girl, old guys for season two, episode 19 of New Girl. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. Uh, my name is Ali Lasher, and it has been a minute, friends. I am here with uh, the Olympic gold medalist in my eyes, <laughs> Akiva Winokur. Akiva, welcome back to, I would say society, but you're already on the fringe of society, so just welcome back to wherever you were prior mm -hmm. to the Olympics. Well, I'll say this. We took over a month off. I see the last episode dropped July 14th. Uh, which was a while ago. You did you did uh, hit a, a, a five minute check in uh, at some point in the middle there. But, nope, uh, last week. But okay. <laughs> I mean, it dropped. <laughs> no, it says here August first. That was sixteen days ago, according to. Oh my God! Time's a flat iTunes. circle. Yeah. I, I apologize. My sincere apologies. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, but since then, uh, yeah, things have happened. Uh, we hung out multiple times. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, maintain our best friendship. Um, One visit. I, I see. I've now seen you on two separate trips from Israel to the U.S. Mm -hmm. Two times per visit. Yeah. That still feels like two times. No, because no. But first of all, no one else in my life got to see me twice. Like that is that is high praise that we saw each other twice. Well, people were invited to see you a second time. They just declined. That's true. That's fair. People <laughs> were like, we had enough the first time, but. Yeah, no, um, it's exciting to be back on the podcast. I did miss it. I was a little overwhelmed, and I, eh. I thought, like, oh, I'll be able to do all my podcasts. And then I got there, and I was like, I probably will not be able to. But uh, now I come back refreshed. You managed, and to, get, you managed to get some podcasts in. Very, I didn't do one, 132 fans either while we were gone. And we did, I think we did one and a piece of a renap. I did 32 fans while you were gone that people that, were very true. upset that you weren't on. And I was like, people like we got, I was actually thrilled. We got one angry listener who was like, what business do you have doing a podcast? If you're going to release one every like month. And I was just thrilled. Someone noticed. So jokes on you, angry listener. I appreciate you. I was angry too, but, um, life, life happens. And I think before that we were two weeks off cause I had work. So, you know, it's yeah. the blame does not all fall on you. But I, I think we should try and go without breaks. And I, I'm, you know, saying this as the person who's been the cause for most of the breaks. <laughs> I'm going to try and go without breaks. Now we could, we could have a nice run here. We're trying. We have, we have a nice run where we don't miss a week. Well, now that you've said it, I'm sure we will never be back, but I knocked on my desk, the desk that Puyo can look at. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you gotta cover your bases. Oh, <laughs> But um, but I filled in for you and we talked about my unorthodox life. I have two questions for you. Mm -hmm. Did you listen to that podcast like I asked you? I know you didn't. But did you manage to get through the five-minute NGOG I recorded alone? I, I didn't. I still have not really listened to a podcast. Five, it's five minutes. How about Akiva, this? Just in I preparation will I'm, I'm about to go on a 12-hour flight. I will download both of them and listen to them on the flight okay. first. Here's the thing. I, you know the amount of preparation you've asked? Forget, I can't speak to all the people who are willing to sell their soul to you for a nap. That's not my business. I'm done fighting that fight. Mm -hmm. I've asked people to protect their peace. Hashtag Chappelle. They don't want to. Fine. Mm -hmm. The the work that I single-handedly have put in to, pr to prep for a Renap episode is like astronomical. You couldn't listen to five minutes? 
I honestly forgot the episode existed. You told me, but <laughs> you told me when I was in like brain is a, was like a mashed potato mode. And then when, and then when and when else are you existing? That's why you have mm. one mode. Brain is in mashed potato. Should, should we get into the hotel fight here? The Connecticut fight? Or should we or should we save that? This, it's so funny because, you know, I, I said to you and you probably ignored it, but I knew I would bring it up on the pod. So it's fine that I think this month apart, but mm-hmm. also the closest we've ever been geographically mm-hmm. is the first and only time, and that's a tribute to you, because I I have sung your praises on and off pod about how you are as a as a very pious individual could be, would I would think have a right to be rather judgmental about me or other people, and mm-hmm. I find you to be very non judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's me being judgmental that I'd expect you to be judgmental. But okay. anyway, yes. Uh, this I think is the only time where your status as like. I was raised by my mom till 19 and then married off to an amazing woman who takes care of me until Mm -hmm. present day has ever like impacted our friendship or whatever's happening here. Well, how did it? Yeah. Kiwi weeds gets real entitled friends. (laughs) I'm just like, I cannot take care of you, sir. Well, like in what ways? Can you give the example? Okay. So Akiva was at a hotel. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. Like you've talked about this on other podcasts, right? So like, Mm -hmm. I assume I haven't listened to them, but um, you were you tell the people where you were because we kind of didn't really say what you'd be doing when we. Yeah, I was at a hotel in the Stanford area. We fled like we were leaving Egypt and we didn't have our time for our bread. to I'd say where it is, but I I think I might be back there in six months. I won't say where it is, but I was at a hotel in the Stanford area. And um, and I thought naturally that people would want to come visit me because I was stuck because I was working six days a week. And while everyone else was working the seventh day. Many, many hours a day. I was, uh, because of Shabbat, I was sort of stuck in my hotel room not working from Friday night till Saturday night. And I thought, well, a lot of my, my IRL buddies, maybe some RHP buddies are going to be, be so thrilled to come hang out with me <laughs> at said hotel. Uh, no, spoiler alert, that did not happen. Well, uh, Akiva, they <laughs> may cares. have been. They may have been. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to cut all this out. Mm-hmm. But, but this is Kiwi making a plan. Hey, did you still maybe want to see if people want to get together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kiwi, float a plan. Well, I said that like maybe next weekend was good. Float a plan. Where are you? What do you want to mm-hmm. do? What do we do when we get there? Right. Can you please do it? I'm really overwhelmed. <laughs> no, sorry. I also well, let me have ask a you job. A question. Let me ask you a question. I have a job 365 days a year, not just one wrong. month. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. Please. Um, let's say you came to my neck of the woods, okay? And you were like, you know what? I'm here on a business trip. I'm working. I can't really leave the area. If you come here, then we can hang out. But okay. I'm stuck. You're uh, on your own. You were in and bad a news. Lot. Yeah, bad news. It was like it's like an hour fifteen, an hour thirty away. Yeah. You, would I? Would I show up? I, I ask the question honestly. Would you I? You live up? in Jerusalem. Yeah. So I, you're in like not no, no, in Haifa, no, no. So but you're you like you live in. I'm in a lot, mm-hmm. which is the southernmost tip of really Israel. Really like far. That's yeah, really exactly. far. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, I have to drive through the desert. <laughs> <laughs> don't make a. Don't go straight and, and go into Egypt. And and and, and to say again. Your plan was to host at the hotel. 
Mm-hmm. It, no one needs to fight this out. We're fine. Everyone's fine. We had a great weekend. We had a lot of fun. It was fun to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. I don't regret going to the Yucky Juice tournament. Thank you. It was great to see you. We had lunch um, the next day. But I did know. learn that <laughs> he, he needs his hand held. Yeah, of course. I'm a, a baby. You knew, you knew that, though. You knew yeah, that. but I've never seen it because I've never seen you off the leash. And I say that meaning, like, you need yeah. to be on it. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, my God, like, you're off the leash. Like, yeah, but I think a lot of people listening are like, oh, how'd, how'd she not know that? Like, maybe uh, maybe only people who know me. Because it's one thing to laugh about it, and then it's yeah, another thing to, to experience it. it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, no, no. Everything you're saying is fair. Um, we have some questions, some old business here. Um, Chester feels seen listening to this also. Oh, Chester and I have never been closer. Yeah, because he's been <laughs> dealing with this for many years. Like, he is so aware. Sometimes I'll have to do anything. Like, I, had to, we rec- I recorded 32 Fans tonight without him. And, like, the step-by-step instructions he gives me these days are, like, you know, like, step one, turn on the computer. Like, you'd give to your great-grandma, like, <laughs> hoping she could turn on a Zoom during the pandemic. I'm just out here. I'm just a, I'm just a podcaster. Oh, uh, like, I forgot to say that one of your things was just, like, flipping me a message right before you went offline for Shabbat and was, like, here's the hotel if you want to just show up, knock on the door anytime. Well, that makes me sad. That makes me sound creepy. I no, said, no, like, no. other people. I want to be clear. It wasn't at all I said, creepy. like, you had we to bring throw people. that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It did, we don't even need to address that you'd okay. have to say that. It's, that's mm-hmm. We're not giving credence to weirdos. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you were just like, bye. Like, that's not making a plan. Like, I know, but it was like, honestly, I was, like, looking down the barrel of 25 more hours. I'm like, well, maybe <laughs> if I throw this Hail Mary, she'll feel better bored tomorrow. She'll rally up a crew, and, like, Missy will knock on the door. And, yeah, like, and there's no world as Of course that wasn't going to happen. But you have to understand how bored I was. Like, I've never been this bored in my whole life. I know, you know. I was really happy for you that you have four great kids and a great wife and life on things to do on Shabbat now because it was a dark time for you. Well, so like I was like trapped in my hotel room. Like there was nowhere to go. Uh, you can't you know. like take a walk. I could take a walk. It was quarantine. You lived what normal what I was living yes. basically, but mm-hmm. without technology. Right, but I couldn't even t- right. I could without technology. Well said. I couldn't like. And also, but like, that's brutal. That's Bruce Magoots. I'm I love, not trying to say it's I, not. It's Bruce Magoots. And I There's love, a reason I don't do it. <laughs> and I love the Olympics. And it's like, not only am I not able to watch them, but I'm also like sp- the guy who's supposed to be keeping track of everything. And then I'm the idiot coming Saturday night, like, all right, 25 <laughs> hours ago, did like the U.S. win the basketball game? It, like, I'm an alien. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's so it's, and the, and the TV's right there torturing me. And by the way, it was a really nice TV. It was like a 100-inch TV screen. It I've already nice. heard about how nice the TV screen was. <laughs> uh, you're hearing rerun pits. Uh, All right, but so <laughs> we, had the, we did the sword tournament. That hasn't dropped, so we had a lot of fun there. We probably gave each other COVID, just like drinking all like seven. Let's times. not say that on the podcast. <laughs> Kiva was very nice. Kiva was like sit next to me. I felt very special. Mm-hmm. Then I felt too special. Like I got too involved. So mm-hmm. all the thirty-two fans listeners can miss me when when the podcast drops. Although no, I did don't you think run my suggestion by Chester? I did. I did. And he, he said didn't no. say yes or no. I'll run, I'll run it by him again. I, he hasn't dropped yet. <laughs> I'll I go d- directly to Chester. Go to the, the, funny... the source. He doesn't listen to me. But if the same person. If someone else says my idea to him, he'll listen to it. Well, let's be clear. It was my idea. That, I know. In this case, yes. But if I have an idea, if I have, I would have more luck running it by you and saying, can you mention this to Alex, than, tell, than me telling Believe that. me, I feel that way when you've run up the Rob flagpole many times and I've been like, you didn't say what I wanted you to say. <laughs> right, I'll go exactly. directly. You, go you want me to get involved? Source. No, I never want you to get involved. Anyway, <laughs> the funniest thing that happened to me was you were like, 
I was like, Chester and I have never been closer. It's been great having someone to complain about you. Mm-hmm. He saved you a lot of headache because I would be like, I'm going to kill Akiva. And at mm-hmm. least like then I have to tell you about it. But um, I still managed to get it, get it in. But um, <laughs> I said, you said, would you let me read your DMs with Chester? And mm-hmm. I said, no. Chester said, yes. But I want to be clear. I said no because of things Chester says. Oh, I'm sure. I was protecting I, Chester. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I would take more shrapnel from Chester than, <laughs> than you. But it would hurt me more, I think, if you said it. Because like, he's Chester and I, especially back in the day, we don't really do it anymore. I think we're too old now. But we used to like <laughs> just say terrible things to each other's faces. And now I don't think we really do that. Um, I did get a – yeah. No, I, 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 it, it, would, it would hurt both ways. But I think do Chester I not would get do credit me. for saying terrible things to your face? Of course you do. No, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I even got I got I got an, an IRL sort of uh, dress down. <laughs> I, I would say you got a full dress down. A full dress down in person. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, I'm usually like usually sometimes I can like look at my phone when I'm getting like or like or usually I'm getting yelled at on the phone. But you, let's say it was like on a podcast or before a podcast, I had nowhere to go. I was like. There's not even there are not even cars on this street. I can't even like but jump in front of one. I bought you lunch. Did yeah, I not did. buy you it lunch? Was very nice. You bought me lunch. You did buy me lunch. So, that, you know, anyone who wants to buy me lunch can berate me right afterwards. Well, let me let me be clear. I, I, anyone who wants the real story, you know, Doctor Amanda Rabinowitz, you can DM me. Uh, everyone else can just be fine with whatever Akiva just said. All right, mm-hmm. let's. Uh, I was going to say, let's get to the episode. Let's continue with some old business here. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Sinensky says, is the Olympics color war for countries? I yes. Figured That's a good call, right? It is. I'll give you a few uh, Olympics questions for you, since mm-hmm. I'm sure you miss it. Well, the weird thing about the Olympics is the second it's over, it's like extremely over. Do you know what I mean? It's like it would be. You oh, could talk really? Because I've heard about it many days <laughs> later could, from no, someone. No, you could talk about like the Super Bowl for two weeks afterwards if it's a good game. The Olympics is like it dominates <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It, like in polite society, it's like the, when the minute the Olympics over, like nobody cares anymore. You're on to the next one. You know, we're on to Cincinnati. Have we discussed that I'm like really not an Olympics person? I feel like what? you falsely attributed it to being like anti you. I'm very happy for your opportunities. I just I watch the gymnastics in winter. Yeah, you talked to me anything. about you yeah. talked to me about uh, Simone and stuff. You weren't like completely ignorant of like the big storyline, but yeah. In the winter, I don't watch anything. I mean, if it's on, um, I like can get into it. I think it's cool mm-hmm. to watch, but like in my own time. Eh. I hear you. Uh, anyway, we, we gotta get to New Girl, right? Is well, any, Robbie Hummel wants to know: Does Latvia winning gold in the three by three men's is that three by three, three on three men's basketball at the mm-hmm. Olympics give you more respect for Winston's basketball career? Ah, uh, that's a good point. I, in a, our in listeners a, have been waiting for you to be back, Akiva. They're making great points. Well, Robbie Hummel isn't asking this question. Robbie Hummel was in the three-on-three basketball tournament. <laughs> Someone is using his. And that's name. amazing, and they yeah. knew they'd get well, me. Well, he was actually on. He was on the U.S. team that didn't qualify. That is a funny name. Do you yeah, know that's funny. I almost yeah. Googled it to make sure this was like true, and then I was like, oh, I'll let Akiva like flex his muscle. So I'm glad. I would have discovered that if I had Googled it. Yeah. Um. I. The thing we, we, I feel like we also know so many people named Robbie just from like growing up Jewish or whatever. That was like, oh yeah, Robbie Hummel. But then I was thinking like, oh, I don't know Robbie Hummel. That's from that's from like the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, and Jacob Redman, who also joined us at the show, we met him IRL. What a what a lovely individual. Who I'm worried about, Jacob. I'm worried about you, but just because he came from Chicago. Yes, because he likes you so much. Not that he came from Chicago. Does he Does he like me more than you? 
Does he like you more than I like you? No. Th- does he like me more than he likes you? He if likes even- you more than he likes anyone. Isn't that his whole shtick? I think that is his shtick. I would think I was the most influential person of mean? 2019. You think that's his shtick? That's like you've built a whole podcast around it. Like, why mm-hmm. do I have to tell you that? But I, I just wonder if you could sort of supplant me as as his number Certainly one. Certainly not. Certainly not. And I wouldn't want to. I'd be scared. He could be. <laughs> he true. could like. He sees you when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nice guy. We had. I had dinner with him and Naomi, and then we, mm. we met up with you. It was great. But anyway, he wants to know: Did we low roll with Akiva watching this episode right before the Olympics? He sees a guy. Now, did you watch this before the Olympics? No, I just watched this today. Okay. He sees a guy starting start trying at his job and suddenly gets attention and he commits so hard to Olympics coverage that he stops podcasting. You did have sort of a nickish arc uh, for the last month in this episode. Right. It's like, wait, you have a job? Congrats <laughs> on being the first person to have a job. All right. Uh, yeah. Now that we've had our fun, let's get mm-hmm. to the episode. We're here yes. to talk about season two, episode 19, Quick Hearted and Cock, mm-hmm. directed by Laureen Scafaria. And then someone has to explain this to me because now IMDb has changed formats and now I'm seeing teleplay by Ryan Coe and story by Brett Baer and Dave Finkel. I cannot read 50 names at the beginning. We'll have to get rid of this maybe. What is the teleplay? Yeah, so that, the story and teleplay is like lower levels, but it's, it's a union. It's a writer's uh, guild thing. So lower levels than what? It's like I was the one who wrote the episode, but story means like you came up with the idea and teleplay my i think is like scene by scene or something so it's, it's also like to read all of this you don't have to no just say written by you don't have to read that but, then who, it's like but who is know. the written by is what i'm saying yeah the, the writer credit is written by the, these are the t- so then it's then we're back to elizabeth merriweather oh she wrote this episode no it's the same remember how you gave me shit about it being like um, here let me go do it hold on new girl i must put old guy Oh, I see. It's just story and teleplay. So, yeah, that, I guess you would have to say those three names. But there's not... I mean, I don't have to. We're making up the rules here. Well, I'm scrolling down. But you see, it's writers, Elizabeth Rayweather, and then it specifies the teleplay and the story. Yeah, but she didn't write this episode. I'm scrolling down the written by. It only happens twice more in the series. Ooh, the series finale. Um, it only happens two more times. All right, get, so, out, get out of here. Get, <laughs> get out, out of there. The no, it wasn't spoiled by anything, but... No, but the pic- the pictures on the top could be spoilers. Oh, I'm on Wikipedia. There's no pictures. There's no uh, real... Whew. The only thing I could have seen was the name <laughs> of the title. No, I'm I sweating. Yeah, I wouldn't... I w- I've gone so far unspoiled that... W- we have, have you to- confirmed with Sasha, by the way? I have sent him... By the way, you haven't really... Can we talk about this offline? Well, I've sent you three messages and you haven't responded to a single one over 20 I didn't. I, I didn't have your... For some reason, your, G- your DMs were not popping up as... New DMs for me. All right. This aired on March 19, 2013. Mm-hmm. Good year for the lash. I was rounding the corner to my final days at Northwestern. Um, all right. Let's get to your digest. You know, Katie. everyone I met at, um, at, at, like, at NBC I would, who went to Northwestern, which, because it's sports media, is, that is you know, not insignificant Aren't they still, people. like, students? Well, some of them were young, but I still asked them if they knew you. <laughs> and we got zero hits. Uh, well, yeah, you were, yeah, they're not your age. But then I would be like, did you know Z-Way? And they didn't know who Z-Way was. Oh, that's weird. They still don't know who Z-Way is? Yeah, they didn't know Z-Way. Well, they're, they're kids. They might be like, I don't know. Z-Way's youth culture, baby. I know, I know, I know. But, uh, All right, let's, they weren't hip. Look, let's, let's digest. Not just your mm-hmm. Olympic experience, but this episode, if you'd be so kind. Yes. Okay, first of all, uh, this episode, which is probably the best joke in the episode, not, you don't often see TV shows doing that, where they just like, Use the best joke as the title, but they were very proud of this. Maybe that's why there's a teleplay. The guy like wrote that joke and he's like, "Oh, I need some credit <laughs> in the episode." Anyway, uh, basically the storylines here are 
Uh, Jess is really developing feelings for Nick, but Nick is dating his boss, who is the new manager at the bar. She went to business school. Uh, meanwhile, Schmidt gets really obsessed with a fish. But is he obsessed with a fish or is he obsessed with something else? That's about it. Great work. Uh, mm-hmm. Patty says, this episode was extremely heavy on innuendo slash physical comedy. I was thinking of Mara this whole episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. She did not watch, I guess. She did not watch with me, but I think she would have liked it. I agree. I, I, had, the, I had the same thought, and then I said, oh, Allie's going to say that. Uh, that's where I'm at with Brian now. When I see something on the challenge, I'm like, Brian's going to like this, and then he's going to think that I thought that he would say that I would mm-hmm. like it. Anyway. Yeah. Three now you shouldn't mention it just to mess with him next time. <laughs> three separate law members were injured. Were the writers overcompensating for the, quote, serious moment at the end of Nick at the end of Nick and Jess getting together by making the rest of the episode super wacky? Overall, Keith, I just want to know how you felt about this episode. It's been a while. This is probably the longest I've gone without watching a New Girl episode mm-hmm. in years. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your feeling getting back into it? Well, we, it's funny because we left on a very important episode, right? We, le- we leave at the end of Tinfinity with Liana, and it was – um, uh, you know, the, uh, Cece getting engaged, there was a lot going on. And then so like the first minute was like, oh, yeah, that's where we left off. Because I, I had forgotten. And this is sort of like the back six, back seven episodes of the series of the of the season. Um, the I this episode I thought was very uneven. Like, I don't know if it was directorial thing, but I thought the the tenor of the episode was very choppy. There were very funny jokes. It was one of the funnier episodes in terms of like one liners and innuendo and funny lines. But some of the serious stuff was, like, really boring or a mess or, like, a strange tone. Do you feel the same way? So this is one of my, like, if I were to list my top ten least favorite episodes from memory, like, before Mm -hmm. we started this podcast, this would probably swim to mind. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not like... And is that because there's fish fish involved? Or is that an expression you say? It was a joke. Okay. Um, not a great one, but a joke nonetheless. We're rusty. I don't like this episode. I think it's like an unnecessary piv- like an unnecessary bridge between Cece's engagement and if her wedding's gonna show up at some point. Like right. I don't understand like, okay, so Schmidt has this psychotic break and then it resolves in the same all in 20 minutes it's like insane to me and it's the stupidest thing so i don't love it coming in with that in mind i expected to like this episode a lot less than i ended up liking it if that makes sense like i was able to, my expectations were on the floor so i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah this is kind of funnier than i thought there are definitely some very funny lines i think yeah what you're saying makes perfect sense it's not terrible the bad parts are really bad but the good parts are pretty good so um, let's talk about the Nick and Jess of it all first, and then we'll get to the fish. Because C- it's actually interesting. I think the more memorable part of this episode for me is the fish, but the A story is the yes. quick hardening cock, is mm-hmm. the Jess and yes. um, Nick of it all. Mm-hmm. But basically Nick, Nick is shaping up, much like you did over the last month, as Jacob points out, and he's no longer doing his take a drink, leave a drink. That killed me, by the that's way. That's a very funny line. <laughs> you put a sign up. That's, that's my drink. apartment's policy. Mm-hmm. Take a drink, leave a drink. How you often do people leave a drink? I, have, I actually have leftovers. So I brought uh, alcoholic seltzer to the Yucky Juice tournament, and Chester mm-hmm. made Naomi leave with it. So I did. Oh, there I, were leftovers from what you brought? Yeah. I okay. took a drink to Chester's and left with it. <laughs> Does that count? Um, I, I guess, well, 
Also, did you bring any soda home from the Yucky Juice tournament? Absolutely not. I fled right. like I was being chased. Yeah, uh, we both were not in great. Because, you know, for people who don't know, we were two of the only three people who drank all zillion sodas. We both felt pretty lousy at the end. As but, I um, have said, I do not drink soda. I only drink soda when there's alcohol in it. And I mm -hmm. literally mean that. That's not like, oh, like I have a vodka soda or tequila soda, like truly like seltzer. Sometimes I'll have a gin and tonic. Right. I never drink, and I never, my whole life, I didn't like carbonation. It wasn't even like it was restricted. Me and my brother just did not like soda. So I've never, that was the first time I've had most of those sodas just generally. Mm -hmm. I did not factor in sugar, carbonation, and caffeine yeah. at all. Like I was just like, oh, I won't, I'll be drinking sips of a liquid I don't like. I have never felt so sick. I was sick for a full day and a half after that. Like, it was yeah. so brutal for me. Yeah. And we saw each other 12 hours later, and I ordered a soda. I was like, I'm right back on the wagon. Yeah. It would be like uh, drinking a beer during your hangover. Well, I don't do that. No, I know. Nobody should do that. It was, it was <laughs> People do that a lot. Oh, they do? It's, it's called hair of the dog. I see. I don't know anything about drinking. Well, so that's why, like, thing, a Bloody Mary exists. It's like a hangover right. cure. Another thing I don't know about drinking. Um, so this, So the bar... Nick has an idea called uh, it, it, men's night, like men drink free, <laughs> which is very funny. I'm sure people have like jokingly thought about this for for a century at this point. But I'm not a you know, I'm not a big drinker or a bar person. I, I assume. Have you been on the side of largesse of like women drink free at the bar? Well, I have thought that this would be perfect for you. Like Nick, this is a bad idea at Nick's bar, but Nick needs to go to like an Orthodox community or like a community of Akivas who are just going to pay for nachos at a $22 markup if they're uh, kosher. <laughs> right. And then, and then, uh, not drink carry. one beer, drink zero to one beers. Like I do. Um, yeah. At ladies night, I feel like is like not, I mean, I'm sure people add us if you, if you like ladies night, well, what are you popping here? What, what do you No, thinking? no, I'm just playing with a bottle cap. I'll okay, put it down. Right. <laughs> Whoa, sensey over there. Um, but like, I feel like it would usually be like a two for one. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be like a ladies drink free unless you're at a casino yeah. or like a gentleman's club. In popular media, I feel like it's a common thing, right? In media, it's like, oh, yeah, it's women drink free on Wednesday nights or something. Well, because it's ladies night. You know mm -hmm. that song? No. Um, Single thing. I don't know. The only time I've ever... Uh, had like free and unlimited drinks, but that wasn't like an open bar thing. Is like a mm -hmm. casino. Yeah, casino is is unlimited drinks, but you're supposed to tip on those at least. But yeah. Yeah, but you tip with chips. You feel like a real. It asshole. is true. It is true. <laughs> and there's nowhere terrible. else you feel like a real asshole, and it's kind of fun. First time uh, I went, I was like, "Ooh, free drinks," and I didn't know you're supposed to tip with chips. This is like I was much younger. And then at the end, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, he probably thought like, "Ah, oh, this like freaking whatever." <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't know. I had no idea, like, you even were allowed to tip with chips. Whatever, indeed. You know, you could tip with money. You don't have to tip with chips. I don't, I don't, I probably, all my money was probably in chips at that point. You didn't want to pull out your Velcro wallet and slip some singles out. I mm. picture you with, like, a Velcro wallet. As no, a, I have a you, As a young, no, not now, not today. Oh, then? <laughs> like, at, like, 18. No, I've had the same type of like just very generic black wallet. You know that you know that like Velcro wallet yes, that's like yes. aqua that has like a strap you could wear around for travel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I no, see that for not, you. Oh, <laughs> that's not my style. All right. Well, Nick is becoming more responsible. He's coming up with new ideas. He's he's really into the bar. 
Jess is into him as a result. Chloe G says, is it unrealistic that a man becoming more responsible is a catalyst for a woman to become more attracted to them? Or am I just toxic? Yeah, I, I almost this almost all the bar scenes make me wish we spent more time at the bar. Almost like this the series was a, was like Cheers or something. Because like Nick, when he's in charge at the end of, at in the bar is like, I don't know, he's almost funnier. He has more power. I mean, we go. To, I would say the bar is to the new to new girl as the coffee shop is to friends. Maybe okay. a little bit less frequently, but I'm like, I'm like the coffee shop. Like they're at the bar. It's not like mm-hmm. bar's not going. You're never going to see the bar yeah. again. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's. I think. I like CeCe's reaction to it. Like, oh, yeah, because no one's ever been attracted to power or success. Like, I, I think it's um, a normal trope, but I could say from experience that it's not the only thing that might attract you to a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, let's... So he's not only doing the bar, he's taking it home with him. He's figuring out laundry. He's found a little soap house. Did you even know what he was referring to, Akiva, in a washer machine? No, what is he talking about? So you didn't no even idea. get the joke. The joke was from people who do laundry to get that Nick is just figuring this out, that you don't just throw the soap on your clothes, that there's a little drawer that you pull out, a little compartment that the laundry detergent goes in, and then the, the cycle gets your clothes wet and then introduces the soap for you. Mm-hmm. You might also put things like bleach that whitens your clothes or like a fabric softener. That softens your fabrics. Mm. <laughs> you Hold know. on, I'm writing all this down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to pass when, it to Mara. When I get kicked out one day. <laughs> God forbid. Well, I'll have to stop talking to you. Alex and I, all the podcasts will end. Um, but yeah, so I like that there was a joke about laundry that you didn't even understand because you're so deep on the next side of things. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> Turns out we learned that this is all because of Shane, the new hottie manager played by Odette Annabelle. Are you were you familiar with Odette Annabelle? No, she sort of looks familiar, but I definitely don't know the name. Okay, well here comes Matt Stewart to tell you that Odette Annabelle is most well known for being a doctor on House. Were either of you House people? Is that mm-hmm. perhaps where you recognize her from? I've, I've never seen House, like in the commercials. I've seen House, but that's about it. I watched like one season of House and really liked it, and then couldn't get into it. But let's see. Her most recent credits are she's in the TV series Walker, Fantasy Island, Supergirl, a lot of episodes of Supergirl, Tell Me a Story. You a big Tell Me a Story guy? Never. I don't know it. But it seems like she works a lot. Um, That's good. Uh, Yeah, I've never watched any hospital (laughs) drama. I I watch Scrubs, but I've never seen a single hospital drama. A little bit of People say Scrubs is uh, the most realistic hospital drama. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, I saw ER a little bit. I've never watched Grey's, which my wife still watches every week, and any any hospital show, including House, I, I've never really seen. Now, you could tell Rob he can have this for free, but can if we get a Mara rewatch podcast going on Grey's, I will listen. I will watch Grey's so that I can listen to it. That's not like I want to be on. That's like I will watch so that I can listen. I mean, she did 10 minutes once on a podcast, and it, it, she really was not interested. It wasn't really for her. Yeah, because that was about whatever show it was about. Like yeah, but I don't she's think she, doing it on her show that she loves. I think she like she's a super fan in that she watches every episode, but it, like has never thought about the show, you know, once when it wasn't on the air. Someone write to Charles. Who is your DJ? Who is your musical host in the live show? Oh, uh, uh, Craigslist Carl. Yeah, Charles. Craigslist Charles. <laughs> Craigslist Charles. <laughs> I need a Mara Nicole. Need a podcast. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Or just have Yusuf sing it. Um, All right. Uh, <laughs> the song I really like that he says about, about the lady from House. He says, I know this isn't going to end well, but the middle is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's a good line. That is a good line. That's probably like a philosophy of a lot of people who date. Is that a personal attack? No, no. It just in gen- <laughs> No, other people have gone on dates bef- besides you. Yeah, but that hits some. Well, I, who would say the middle part is going to be awesome? That's that's hit that hits home. Oh, okay, fine. You've said that you're saying. I I you know, I've said that pretty much the entire pandemic to you. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> um but all right. So this is interesting because Shane is into Nick because he's a mess. He's nothing like the guys I went to business school with. And Patty points out a great point, I think. Shane is the second girl in like five episodes that is attracted to Nick's sadness slash lack of success, Brooklyn Decker and Cooler, leading to Jess and Nick kissing. Did this feel recycled or necessary to advance the plot? I think a lot of it is is like, I, I, a lot of this is unnecessary. A lot of this is like, because even how it ends, spoiler, with them like, will they or won't they sort of not, it's like, oh, we need to push this off one more or five more or however many more weeks. It's all like this is a this is a little bit filler, right? Almost all the plot here is is not it, not not canon, but like won't have any impact in like three weeks from now. Spoiler alert, the only thing that I think is necessary at all in this entire episode for me viewing this in a vacuum only up until this point is Winston telling Cece to leave Schmidt alone. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Everything I, else, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I forgot about that. That is, uh, that is, I'm sure. It's 30 seconds, <laughs> and it's the only purpose of this episode. Right, that is true. Right, everything else is very clearly like every, because we, I talk about it all the time, and I think you're on the same page, like, try not to do things other sitcoms have done. This is already, you know, a zillion years into the genre, and like so many different shows have done so many different things, but like, the way this episode ends is very sitcom-y uh, and, and predictable, and there were jokes in here that were not predictable and were really funny, but yeah, that... That I could, you're right. That's a good point. Like, without knowing the future, like you do, that seems like something that is not going to just be resolved next week. It's interesting because I'm three seasons into Superstore. Have I talked to you about this? No, you have not at all. Everyone and their mom. That's what you replaced me with? Superstore? Yeah, exactly. Um, Everyone and their mom has recommended Superstore to me. And it Mm -hmm. was like three people in the same week. So I was like, all right, let me put it on. And it's very good. It is a carbon copy of The Office. Mm hmm. I don't know. It's do you know the premise of Superstore? No, I it, do they work in like a Walmart? Exactly. They work okay. in a place called Cloud9. It's still very funny. It, I think it's really fresh. I think it has a much more diverse cast than The Office and it's more current than The Office. And it's very good. I think it did not get enough due when it was on and like people are coming figuring that out now. Um in sort of like a happy endings way, if that makes sense. But the manager is like a nicer, more well-meaning Michael Scott. There's a female Dwight. Like, there's a Jim and Pam storyline who are like the two mains. Like, it's otherwise like a carbon copy, like workplace comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still very good. But it is to your point. It's just like wow. I'm I'm like feeling like I'm watching the same. Much in the way that I feel like when I watch How I Met Your Mother, I'm hearing like verbatim jokes from Seinfeld. And obviously, Friends is the more direct comparison. But I hear verbatim jokes from Seinfeld. Um, but it's still enjoyable. But it is a little like oh, that's kind of of course that's going to happen at this point. Uh, yeah, I I think this episode, I'm more I, like we almost flipped. Whereas like I came in, this episode was okay, and you're like, no, this is one of my least favorite. And now I'm like, you're right, this sucked. 
Um, I think you and Mara should check out Superstore because there's some good physical comedy in it. And one of my favorite like running gags is they will like cut to people in the store doing weird things like for 30 seconds to switch scenes. So like as like a commentary of like what weird shit people do in like Walmart type stores or like Target type stores. And it's always a funny gag. They have a lot of good gags in that show. Um, yeah, I'll put it on the list. I want to I want to finish Ted Lasso first, but yeah, Ted Lasso it takes us years to watch. Me. It takes us years to watch a single show, honestly. Well, what's good about something like Superstore is like you can fall asleep and miss an episode and just like pick it up. Right. Without going back. Right. I mean, obviously, it builds on each other, but you could skip an episode here or there. I'd say the same about New Girl. Yeah. But (laughs) we examine each episode with a fine tooth going (laughs) through Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We do not think that about New Girl. We think if you miss a minute, you're lost for the rest of the series. Um, So this then sets off this, like, very long chain of very funny, like, bits of, like, Jess being awkward as hell. Nick feeling like a newfound confidence. Oh, to answer Patty's question, I wish the Shane thing didn't revolve around making Nick seem like he was like lower than her and like more re- you're a real person where I'm like this like business person. I think he she should have been into him because he's like acting responsible. Like I think Shane should have viewed Nick as like not the real Nick. Do you know what I mean? I think that mm-hmm. would have been better if she was like, wow, Nick is like my hardest working employee. He's great. I could totally rely on him. I'm into that. It didn't make sense that he's trying to impress her while she's happy that he's, like, beneath her, quote-unquote. Right, uh, right, and, and they're together. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm not the writer or the teleprompter. Yeah, the dynamic the is weird. The, tele, yeah, you're not the teleprompter. <laughs> the dynamic is very strange, right? Like, they are very, uh, like, she doesn't really have a, uh, like, she's into him, and she, like, is trying to be tough, but she doesn't really have a personality trait other than being the boss right do I, can uh can i ask myself do we see her again i think we do okay um i think i've decided and i haven't been doing it that when you're wrong and it ends like if we don't see her again like i should tell you that right yes like there's gonna should. be no path yeah we never mm-hmm. see her again <laughs> really no i, f- I yeah, figured i didn't think she'd become like a main character but i figured like they didn't really break up at the end of the episode. I know she he kisses Jess at the end of the episode, but like, I thought maybe we'd have one more. But I guess it makes sense. Um. All right. So yeah, we have. Not, I think it's like because you always say like when things don't resolve, they see them again. But I do think that um, this does resolve. Right? Is like Nick is like I would choose Jess over her, so I'm trying to end it with her. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so here's something interesting. Can you take me to the hardware store? Producer Kelly says, Allie, as someone who's 10 out of 10 handy, did Nick need any of those things from the hardware store to prep what we saw of Guy's Nut Night? Absolutely not, but I love the gag. As you said, it was one of the funnier jokes that it's just like the long shafted dry drill, the drill shaft, the quick hardening, like all of those like sexually charged names and just all of the bits of Nick being hot in a comical way at the hardware store I thought was great. Uh, yeah, that was, it was a completely unnecessary scene. It had nothing to do with the episode. The writers were just very excited about those jokes. Like I said, they used one of them as the name of the title, which usually you don't, like they did spoil the joke with the name of the title. I guess if you're, the truth is if you're watching on TV, you often don't know the name of the, of the episode necessarily. You know, if you're watching live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, w- that was funny. So I, we give them props for this otherwise irrelevant scene. 
Well, I do think it, it holds up. I have been to a hardware store with a man, and depending on the, the man, <laughs> I think it is, it can be very attractive to watch like a guy like go around a hardware store with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing, but with Mara. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I also love the line of like, just remember you caught him pleasuring himself to a mail-order steak catalog. Yeah, ma- the steak catalog was funny. There were a lot of good jokes in that one in that one scene. Um, so Jess is on... So I guess it does advance the plot in that Jess is like hopped up on pills uh, after bashing her chin and getting knocked out and is sort of uh, in a... Sexually explicit outcry, the likes of which we have not seen since Give Me That Hat, um, says she wants to have sex with Nick. Yeah. Well, what's weird is the whole episode, like, they don't, it's not subtle at all. Like, she's looking at him, like, ravenously, like, she wants to eat him, like, she's a giant dinosaur or something at the beginning of the episode. And, like, it's so clear. She's like, all right, this is the episode where I'm, you know, obsessed with Nick. And and then, right, and then she gets bonked in the head, and now she's, like, even ten times more obsessed with him, she's, but she's, like open about well, she, it she's on drugs yeah she's on drugs she's open about it i mean so boys are stupid mm-hmm. i do agree that it's like obvious to us but nick's an idiot and also um as he says later like they last ended where like she basically like he is the result of her relationship ending so it's not like they ended on like a ooh, they have something here yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Nick is especially stupid, so he's not going to read any signals. He has right, to like literally fact, hear her say it out. I think he thinks the door's closed because he like screwed up by like yeah. kissing her and ruining her relationship. Right. It's one of these we're never on the same page at the same time type of things. At least yet. Um, yeah, that almost never happens in sitcoms. But mm-hmm. uh, this is one of my bigger fears. Is like I'm very afraid of anesthesia of like getting have need God forbid needing surgery or something. Like I had my wisdom teeth taken out with local anesthetic. I, like, don't want to be put under if I don't have to be. And one of the reasons is, like, I don't want to say weird crap when I'm, like, waking up out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's – honestly, that's a reason why I don't drink. It's, like, I don't want to, like – that's not the reason, but it's, like, another reason why it's, like, I don't really need to drink because, like, what do I have to, you know, like, say things that I would regret later? I guess when you live your life firing off in the mouth left and right, you don't have to be as concerned – no, you're probably you probably say less controversial things when you're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me. Um, but all right, so Jess shows up. Well, I guess first uh, Nick runs this by Winston and Schmidt, and I thought this was like very interesting to see Nick. It would almost be unrealistic to see Nick be this like upfront and like. I thought the door was closed, but if it were open, I would have walked through that door. Basically being like, I like Jess and I would like to pursue that. I just didn't think it was an option. But I do think it sort of works as he's come into this more like responsible person for the episode. That Nick is the grown up here? Yeah, like Nick is sort of out of character. He's sort of uncharacteristically in touch with his feelings and later super direct to Jess about it. And normally it would sort of be like, where is this Nick coming from? But it sort of, to me, works with the whole rest of his laundry and motivation at work and, like, becoming a real adult for at least the episode. Yes. In this episode, he is the grown-up in the relationship, and he's mature. Jess shows up to Guy's Night before, uh, of, of course, in true sitcom fashion, just before Nick's able to break up with Shane. 
Uh, yeah, very fortuitous timing. Shane, like, I how how many minutes and hours did the writers' room say like, all right, she's gonna have a she's gonna have a traditionally male name. What should it be before they settled on Shane? And what would have been better? Well, Jester's had some other options, right? Cody. What else does she say? Te- Tex. Tex. Do you think there's like a lot of ladies who are just like the one person, their friend group from Texas? And they just call them Tex. I would say there's at least one person in the world like that, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. If you have a female friend named Tex, let us know. There's a Tinks, famous TikToker. Is Tinks because she's from Texas? No, I forget the story. Her name's Christina. I think her real name. Don't at me, TikTok. So this really is not related to Tex at all. Well, her name's Tinks. That's not like a traditional. That's not like Sean or, you know. Well, uh, Tex isn't like Sean. <laughs> that's true. I guess not. Well, no, my friend just Shane. named their uh, new baby Evan because they met in Evanston, Illinois. And it's a Okay, girl. that's cute. So they could have gone with... I mean, there there's tons of gender-neutral names. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Blake. Blake. Blair. I feel like Blake Lively. Yeah, Blake Lively. Um, uh, Sam. Sam, but we already have a Sam. I feel like Dr. Sam. Okay. Um, Anyway. Did you say Sally? Yeah, it was a joke. (laughs) What else else is going on? We're really crushing it tonight. (laughs) Um, But yeah, all right. So this is is where they lose me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Jess gets so mad that Nick is sleeping with with the boss in a way that's extremely strange. Unless I'm supposed to believe that Jess really does remember telling Nick. I, I believe that Jess does not remember telling Nick, I want to sleep with you. I don't think she's, like, lying. I think we would have gotten her calling Cece, like, oh, my God, I told Nick I want to sleep with him. Right. I'm going to have to tell my br- Whatever. Mm-hmm. So assuming that's off the table, unless you want to make a case for that idea, why is Jess openly willing to be mad in front of Nick that Nick is hooking up with someone? It's a good question. I think she's just so jealous she can't hide it, though. You know, but then I, she would leave like annoyed. Like it just, it just felt like not true to the moment to their relationship. I mean, the last episode she's making out with Van at their par- at true. his party. Listen, double standard. I agree. If you're complaining about it, it's not. A, I just think like I think this is not how she would have actually reacted. That's fair. It's somewhat out of character. I'm not. I'll give you that. I think she would have been embarrassed and like, oh, I should go. You told me not to come. Like, oh, I'm sorry, and like leave awkwardly. I don't think she would be like, well, what's going on here? Are you sleeping with her? You know, it's like, why, what's it to her? Uh, yeah, I just think maybe she, at I'm this point. I'm your room friend? Your like, room friend. Yeah, I think at this point, friends. She, she's gone, like, so far down the rabbit hole of, like, I'm in love with Nick that, like, she can't hide it anymore. Can't relate. Um, but Okay. <laughs> So uh, Nick confronts her, and I love this. I love that Nick, direct Nick, I love to see it. And he says, like, I have thought about this. Do you want to have sex with me, yes or no? I love their gold digger exchange. That is one of my favorite parts of the episode. Uh, The gold digger exchange is the best part of the episode, I think. Yeah, it's like, I I almost feel like we've, I I guess we haven't had this conversation on this show, but I, I feel like I've heard similar conversations on movies or shows in the last five, ten years. But it's like, yeah, it's insane for this bartender who's not even an especially good bartender to be like, you're a gold digger. And so she says, yeah, if I'm a gold digger, I'm the worst gold digger in the world. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I love that. And then they have this then prove it then. And they but like it's almost like there's no 
enjoyment in them coming together. It almost feels just like it's, it seems like they've set it up to be from, from my perspective, more about sex. He's saying, I want to have sex with you. Do you want to have sex with me? She's saying, I, it was temporary. My feelings for you were temporary and only related to the fact that you're acting different than you actually are. And then they're fighting the whole time. Like it wasn't like this Jim and Pam kiss a casino night or whatever kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. It was more of like they hate each other so much that they're kissing. I didn't feel any like emotional like, oh, finally they're together. Yeah, but I also think like, is next episode going to start with them together? I don't know. Well, but Kiwi, I, maybe... I had that question for you ready yeah, to go. I know you do. I, I knew you would. So it's like, I'm not sure. It's a good question that I asked myself. I would say, and truly, I don't even remember what happens next episode. Mm-hmm. My sense from this, so to skip ahead, they break the aquarium. I love the line like, aquarium the size of a sixth grader just broke and you're grabbing paper towels Mm -hmm. um it's very it would be very me to be like uh mary's coming home in 10 minutes all right i'll uh i'm just not gonna step in the class and i'll deal with it when she gets home well kelly minnesota says just a comment at the end jess and nick break the aquarium they don't clean it up if you notice when they walk to their respective bedrooms their feet don't even seem wet because there are no wet footprints so they also avoided the glass i guess avoid the the glass avoid the water and then the trick is, like, pretend like it happened, like, two minutes ago. Like, oh, perfect timing. You just walked in. The glass just broke. Depending on what happens at the top of next week's episode, I think where they lost me is, so they go to their respective bedrooms fighting. They run back in in the middle to kiss again, and then they go back to their bedrooms. Yeah. What's weird about this for me is, to me, the aquarium shattering was supposed to wake them up out of this moment they were having and stop mm-hmm. them again. And then when they run back to make out, like if their whole purpose was to have sex and the energy is still there, they would just go have sex. That like the aquarium should have stopped all sexual contact. Yes. But that's what's happening. The show is like, well, they can they can kiss. They can do that. But like we're making clear, like we need to stretch out the storyline for more episodes. That's what I felt like in real time watching it. Me too. I think they I think they gilded the lily by running back together to kiss. I think they should have Mm -hmm. at least gone separate ways. I agree. I'm 100 percent with you. All right, let's take it to the weird story. Um, in an effort to cheer up Schmidt, Winston takes him to the aquarium. Matt Stewart wants to know if we're aquarium people, and Jacob Redman and producer Kelly both called this out as sort of a strange, happy place and want to know if you have, does Kiwi have a happy place? I think it's more like the TV during football season would be the happy place. So you can't access a happy place during three quarters of the year. Yeah, did you, are you just finding this out? You yeah, seem I can't generally act. fine. I know I am fine. Yeah, my default is still fine, but in terms of like, <laughs> yeah, f- football or biathlon. I, like when biathlon's on, that I get there also. Ooh, this, it's snowy. It's so quiet. You lie down on the couch and watch. That's truly heaven. Um, but yeah, that that. What about you? That that's that's my that's my uh, the, the happy place. Well, to answer Matt Stewart, I like an aquarium. Um, oh yeah, and I aquariums, think aquariums are fine. Cute. I would be happy to take my kids to an aquarium. I don't like um, the snake part of the aquarium that usually comes with, like the reptiles sometimes, but. We can pass on that. Yeah. Uh, I like penguins. Um, I don't know. I don't really like have a, I don't, I don't go to a place. I don't go anywhere. Oh, does it have to be a physical place he wants? I guess not. I guess you answered it in, in a, in your place is the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I find baking to be meditative, mm-hmm. but 
I don't get to do that really in quarantine because there's like no one to really give stuff to. Wasn't it? Oh yeah, because you've been very strict recently with quarantine. Wasn't it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. But what? Um, get your jollies it, in. Wasn't it watching New Girl? Uh, for a while, like, or watching some sitcoms, like during the pandemic, during like the watch, height of the pandemic. I mean, I watch an incredible amount of television. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that I'm three and a half seasons into Superstore, I would never even tell you when I uh, started mm-hmm. watching it. And and Seinfeld sometimes. Well, Seinfeld's R.I.P. Seinfeld is off the air until September. Not off. the air. I actually need to set it to record on my DVR, but it's like not on e- any streaming platform. But don't you? I thought you have cable also, or do you not? Yeah, have but I haven't. I haven't like set it to. I need to set it to record. But I'm, I'm just used that's to your it. happy place in general. Yeah, watching television. Love to see it. All right, let's this podcast. Uh, <laughs> the um, challenge podcast. All right, yeah. I want to talk about um, this article because so basically Schmidt sexualizes this fish, mm-hmm. this California lionfish, and he freaks out that he can't have it because it's protected by California. Discovermagazine.com writes new girl fishes for laughs catches terrible episode written by christy wilcox march 22nd 2013. i'm going to read a few selections from this This is one of the best articles i've read on the subject i get that hollywood sometimes fudges science for dramatic effect and i'm willing to overlook warp divide warp drive overlook warp drives and extraterrestrial dna goop sometimes to enjoy a sci-fi flick but this week one of my favorite shows, completely botched biological reality. And I simply can't stand for it. Shame on you, new girl. Shame on you. Keeve, do you have a guess as to what the complaint is about this article? It's, I, in this article. I, 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 it's, I already know the genre, the genre, which is, I know some, like, I like this thing, and then they talked about something that I know about, so I'm going to be obnoxious about it. Because I've been there, I'm sure you've been there, most people listening have been there. If like someone was like talking about the Olympics or the Jets or or you know Orthodox Judaism or something like I really know well, then all of a sudden we get on our high horses and we like, hey, I know a thing and I'm gonna let you know I know a thing. So I, that's where she is. What is it? Is the California lionfish not a real thing? Is she mad that it's put in such a small tank? I'm not sure. Is it not banned by California? <laughs> is it not native to California? Maybe. I am crying because I agree that when CC comes in, it is ridiculously small. It, it's like PETA should have been on them about oh, that tank. Immediately, yes. Even like the the fish in there. Even, even the if fake it's a goldfish. Fish, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's find out if you're right. For those of you who don't watch the show, okay, I don't need to. We we know this. And she's a fan of the show, which is interesting because a lot of times this would be like, hey, I'm a fan of lionfish or fish in general. And my friend, you know, uh, uh, Jamie showed me this show and, ooh, did this suck. And by the way, they're wrong about the fish. So she likes the show. I'm very curious what it's going to be. Cue me screaming at the television. It's no- By the way, I, I hope I don't sound like I'm making fun of this. I love the passion which, w- with which this is written. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder that Schmidt falls for the dangerous and beautiful lionfish. I certainly did, M-Dash. That's why I'm studying them for my doctoral dissertation. They're a popular aquarium fish, and their elegant striped spines have lured many a collector. So that is not what made me so mad. You see, Schmidt, now completely obsessed, inquires about buying the fish. He is told that he can't buy it because the California lionfish is endangered and protected under state law, italicized. Are you kidding me? Lionfish aren't native to California at all. While they're found throughout the rest of the... 
Indo-Pacific, I should have read this in advance, California's chilly coast is devoid of these tropical fish. In fact, lionfish aren't native in any U.S. state except Hawaii. So no, there isn't a California lionfish, and there certainly isn't a protected one. I don't know what angered me more, the complete fabrication of an endangered species or that the species they chose to make up is actually the exact opposite. Lionfish are about as far from protected in the U.S. as possible. They're responsible for one of the worst invasions in history, which links to another article, because apparently they're, uh, they're plentiful. To use yeah. the term devastating is hyper isn't hyperbole. Blah 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 blah. Um, it's a devastating lionfish invasion in the Caribbean and the Western Atlantic. So this article goes on and on and on. So uh, incredible. Really check this out. Honestly, I want, we should blow this link up. Yeah. Honestly, had I known about this, we should have had her on the podcast. <laughs> very earnest about. I'm so I didn't click on the article when you were reading it. Let like you read it, but they. It, when you Google California lionfish, it's the first thing that comes up, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and second of all, apparently you're supposed to kill them because they're like ruining the coral reef. Yeah. It's a devastating amazing. invasion. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, Winston and Schmidt embark on a journey, a great line where he's like, we'll go to the source, the ocean. That's an even better idea. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, jellyfish sting. You recently had a couple run-ins with some stings. Yes. Do you pee but, uh, on bee stings? No, I don't think you're not supposed to. What about a number two? Will that work? Oh uh, man, that would be wild. <laughs> that was a funny line. Yeah, I think Winston and Schmidt make the most of this. Like, if Max Greenfield was not so dedicated to this plot, it wouldn't even come close to working. I agree. He plays it great. He's like so into the fish that you believe it. Um, He's more into the fish than than Nick is into Jess in this episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he's he's blacked out from the jellyfish thing on his face. Cece comes with the fish. Winston says it's killing him that you're getting married. You gotta go. I think Cece's acting here of just the tell him I stop by uh, uh, is profound and says the, like the two of them say so much in thirty seconds. Wish it was the whole episode. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, yeah. The best half of this episode would have made a very good episode, but the bottom half sucked. Um, and then they send the CC fish back into the ocean. I love when he goes to flush it, and <laughs> Winston goes, "That doesn't go to the ocean." What are you, the city planner? That was funny. I mean, I like when Schmidt's stupid, like for the purposes of the show. You know, he just becomes an idiot for convenience. Agreed. Um, one of a, one of the earliest questions inserted into the doc, the doc. So you can go. Uh, it's linked in my in my um, Twitter at Lash Tweets. Akiva will never tweet it out or do anything to get you this link. You can fill out questions in advance. This was one of the earliest questions that like we're finally getting to some of them. Mergs wrote. I found NGOG by Googling New Girl Podcast, and as an Orthodox Jewish guy, I love the podcast. I've been so this might not even be true. Mergs might not still be with us. I've, I mean, like, listening to the podcast. I've been binging it at work over the last few days and can't stop. Question, given the reference to gefilte fish in the episode, what are your guys' takes on eating gefilte fish? I'm Sephardic and don't understand why people still eat this when there are mm -hmm. so many better options available. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? 
We have a little Jewish corner here. The next question is also about okay. being Jewish. And if you don't know what gefilte fish is, Google it while we're talking. I mean, do you th- no, gefilte fish is mushed fish that's like re- reconstituted into like a little puck. Yeah. That's gefilte fish. But it it's like a slimy. white, it's like it a ground, it's like a sausage basically made of white fish that's mm-hmm. in a puck. Yeah. Do you think I eat gefilte fish, Keeve? Uh, I think you've eaten it. I don't think it's like your favorite thing, no. Never in my life. Ugh, you've never I tried it. I've been offered it. So I, w- uh, when I was in Connecticut and I had to like go to the supermarket and find kosher food, oh, I went to no. the one next oh, no. to my hotel. No, no, no I didn't. I didn't end up, it was not going to end with me eating a filter fish. <laughs> but I, I went to the supermarket and I saw they had like a kosher like aisle. I was like, oh, perfect. I bet there'll be good stuff there. And it was like one shelf of one section. Like one across, not even like, you know, all four things up and down. That was just gefilte fish and matzah. It's like, here's what we would think Jews always need. <laughs> and then I went to like a store that had, you know, like a million kosher sections. So, um, yeah, gefilte fish, if I'm served it, I'll eat it, but it's not really my thing. Do you think it's, I would say it's a top four most accessible Jewish food. Not accessible, accessible that people would like it. Like that, if you are in an area that, has any Jewish products like you just said if you're in an area that has mm-hmm. any Jew- caters to any Jewish people at all like yeah there's probably plenty of people listening that but I think it's no for access. boomers I think it's not for people I don't think people are no, but I think you're right that it's like a rare thing that's like constantly in the street it's like egg new like you know yeah uh, what's that brand of egg noodles and Stripes, like the filter fish are always like on yeah. the or always on the the shelves yes not Maybe even matzah. grape juice so, so yeah. if you're interested, you could try. My sister-in-law eats it all year round. She loves it. Yes, if you if you want to be daring, go to go to a supermarket, especially if you live in the tri-state area, Florida, California. Find you know where Jews fish. are. Yeah, and then uh, let us know next week how it tasted. But I don't endorse that. Like if you're if you've never had any Jewish foods before, like don't start there. Start with bagels and pastrami, not together. No, I'm ran into my room. Stole the phone and ran out before I could say anything because he knew I was on the podcast. Get him on the pod. Oh, yeah. This would have been the perfect time. We could have gotten like a deer on the pod because it's, it's still late mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, I mean, not too late that they're not up. But Noam, come back here. I got a question for you. Could have got a live react to his beast thing, but he didn't want to Offer talk. him a Twizzler. I, I'm out. They ate all my Twizzlers. They came to my hotel room when I, like, I had like five bags like waiting for them. Because I figured, like, oh, they'll be excited when they come. Oh, that's I think cute. they were all gone by the time they left. They was they just like tore through them like hyenas. Uh, I d- I told you like this was breaking news that kids like when their dad goes in the pool. And I I went the whole time. I, I went in with them for like an hour and a half. They can really stay in the pool all day, which is wild. They could go swimming well, for kids. six hours. But um, yeah, I I went swimming with them, and th- we were alone in the pool. We had the pool to ourselves at the hotel. They liked it. I also remember uh, when my dad, candy that my dad kept on him. Not candy, but he would keep like vitamin C drops that I would steal from him or uh, Mentos all the, or like Tic Tacs. Yeah. And they would be, uh, you could just reach in and grab those. Like he would always have them on him. And occasionally my dad would come home on a Friday night with a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. And then I would have one for breakfast on Saturday. And it was the best. So they'll remember that they visit. They may not remember, you know, the work you've put in to raise them, but they will mm-hmm. remember the twiz- the time they saw it's you true. at the hotel with the Twizzlers. That's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> um, all right. Chloe G says, Akiva, can you keep a non-kosher animal as a pet? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, just don't eat it. Yeah, I knew that too. I just want yeah, you, you to could have that. You could have a pig, I think, even if you want. Well, because you're not eating it. They're not eating we're not anti-pig. No, we're just anti-eating pig. I'm pro-pig. And we're not like super pro-pig. We're just not against it. We're fine with pigs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have All any, right. like, there's real, I'm, my li- life is mostly pigless. <laughs> I, I think I nothing pigs. I nothing pigs. They're cute. Mm-hmm. Ask, uh, can we ask no, uh, USF what, um, Yo Tape, what uh, Banana thinks of pigs? Well, I, I told you, like, Yosef will, do, like, when we're on vacation, like, he'll drop facts about banana to, like, random older relatives <laughs> who don't, like, barely understand what he's saying and don't know what it is. Like, they, someone put on a movie the other day, and he's like, oh, I already watched this movie, On the Moon with Banana. <laughs> and he was, like, so serious about it. Like, oh, I can't watch this. I watched it on the moon with Banana. And the other people were like, okay, You're like, uh, carry on. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, ask him about pigs, because I would like to know if he has, like, an unconscious bias against pigs, and that'll come out if he's, like... No, we chewed them like the cheetahs with the pigs or whatever. Yeah, if you're raising an anti-pig son. All right. I'll get him. I'll, I'll get a banana minute on pigs for next week. How about that? I okay. don't know where he is. All right. So Matt Stewart. So we talked about the guide points already. So let's get to who won the episode. Matt Stewart says Nick and Jess share the honors for the last scene. Producer Kelly says who won the episode. Big Bob and the lady in the hardware store each stole the show in their scenes. Bob was great. We didn't talk. Kelly always points out the things we didn't get to. Like she knows we're not going to get to them. But if we're going core five, Jess, because she was the funniest, but no one really won in the life sense this week. So who wins the week? I think it has to be Schmidt. I think Schmidt really brought the thunder with the fish storyline. But he's such a loser at the end of it. I know. He is a big loser, but it's like, it's not his fault. Like, uh, you Jimmy and the mic over there? What's going on? It's, it's not his fault. It, it would have gone differently if Winston hadn't told CeCe while he was out cold to go away. I think Winston wins because he's the A1 friend here. He's, he's putting up friend. with such psychosis. He's taking, he's getting him out of the house. He's doing his bidding and telling Cece what she needs to hear. I think Winston wins. Funniest, I think, goes back to like a Nick and or Jess moment, but I, I think Winston wins this week. Uh, yeah, that's not, I mean, Winston definitely has the least bad things happening, but they didn't give him a ton of great lines. I guess the poop on you line is, is win worthy, honestly. All right, let's get to the Garner Minute. We haven't done it in a hot minute. Uh, you ready, Keeve? I'm ready mm-hmm. with the timer. Oh, I, I, honestly, I thought because we were... Nope. You know, and also because Noam stole my phone, which, which has that Garner Instagram. Locked well, in you're going to have to just riff on Garner for a minute. Here we go. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. Don't start it. Don't start it because he truly did steal my phone. I understand, but we're starting. So no. here's Akiva talking about Jennifer Garner. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be current. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. Uh, all right, Jay Garns. Uh, she posted a picture of herself from 1985 and wrote, Donny Osmond, it's 1985. I'm all dressed up for you. Dad cut my bangs. Hello. Uh, did Donny Osmond respond because she tagged him? Uh, yes. I don't, I don't see Donny's response, but it's possible. Jessica Capshaw, who is, what's that, Spielberg's kid? Is that, I think we've talked about her before, that she's like, uh, that everyone's in her mentions, said, uh, I legit hope you still have the shirt and can I borrow it, please. Fortune Famester, says a uh, twinsy dress. Uh, anyway, I don't, I do not see, oh yeah, Donny Osmond says, great look, Jen, love it. Hope to see you at one of my shows in Vegas. Oh, always be plugging. Nobody mentioned your stupid shows, Donny Osmond, but I love that you got mentioned by an A-list celebrity and you're plugging your nonsense 
in her in her likes and got you know almost three thousand likes on it. So God bless Donny Osmond. You got to be hustling. Imagine if like if Jay Garns plugged you on Instagram, would you be like, thanks? Uh, like I hope you're loving the, all the Garn mentions on NGOG. Oh, and that's time. Great work. I don't know where you got your phone from or you Googled it, but good job. Uh, let's get to the banana minute. Um, you sent me one recently. Let me get that queued up. But yeah, you asked me if Donny Osmond would reply. Like, of course he did. That's yeah, like I saying if, if uh, I don't know, any, anyone famous <laughs> mentioned me when I replied. Right. But yeah, but Instagram's replies aren't as clean as Twitter's sometimes. Like if someone replies, if you get tagged on Twitter, it'll usually show up right up top. Instagram, sometimes you have to scroll to a weird place for it. Okay, it's been quite a while. So we do have one where you were out of town and you asked for comment from Florida because Noam claimed that Yosef and Banana broke up. Mm-hmm. Should I play? That's 56 seconds. Or I can play the one you last. Play the recent one. Play the recent one because okay. I don't think that gets addressed. Okay. Noam was just start trying to upset Yosef when, when he started a rumor that they broke up. Machine. It only shoots soda at nighttime. It only shoots soda at nighttime. I thought this was yeah. a banana minute. Ella. Yeah, Ella. Banana up to making flowered to to put in the room for decoration. Oh, that's great. That's such a nice thing. Normally, he's not doing nice things. What? Let me guess. Are the flowers something bad? No. Okay, good. They're good. No. So he, th- so he I was making flowers, flowers for decoration. Here. Yeah. If you know b- the banana story, you'd assume like, oh, there's going to be some sort of bomb thing in, in the flowers. But there was not. Let me play some of this other clip. Let's just see. Tell me something about banana. Bana- Today, banana left and found the magical crystals. Magical crystals? What do they do? They... they- the actually called the stupid, stupid deer. He found the stupid deer and the stupid deer make ninja swords. Super steel makes ninja swords? Yep. Is Banana a Power Ranger? Yep. Banana's a Power Ranger? Yep. All right, already Mara MVP of these because she translates for him, yes. and that's extremely critical. That so was thank good. You to Mara. That was good. Uh, yeah. Stupid? Was he saying stupid something? I couldn't even... Uh, no, could, like that, Super that, Shield, Super Shield. I thought it was stupid. And then he makes a ninja short. Be, sometimes he'll... So if he's mad, sometimes he'll say to himself, this is the stupidest day of my whole life. Oh, that's so cute. But he says it like twice a day. <laughs> that's, the apple doesn't fall, fall far. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, Keeve, it was great being back with you. Love the chaos over here at NGOG. Hopefully we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. Um, if you want to... You know, let us know what you think. You can go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy and subscribe and leave a review through Apple Podcasts. You know the drill. Uh, you can leave your questions of any episode in the form at Lash Tweets. Uh, you could follow Keev at Keev26. Renap, 32 fans, NGOG, the 32 fans patron podcast. He truly does it all, people, mm-hmm. um, and still has time. Uh, to be co-best friends with his son, with Banana. Um, Kiwi, I'm yes. going to do something different as we go into next week's episode. Okay. I think you can guess the plot of the show based on the name. 
Okay. So I'm going to see if you can guess the name. I already know the name. It's a great game, but I saw the name. Okay. I was going to say it's something that me and one of the characters have in common. It's in the center of the Venn diagram between me and one of them. And if you didn't know, I would have said me and Nick. And I think mm-hmm. you might have gotten it. Well, I was just going to say the episode's called Chicago, right? The next right, episode. but do you think you would have gotten that from that? Well, my, my guess was just that it's like their 10th college reunion and Nick and Schmidt are coming back to town. That was my guess. So where do you think they went to college? I thought they went to college in Chicago. No. Nick is from Chicago. This is things you already know. Nick is oh. from Chicago, and Schmidt and Nick went to Syracuse. Syracuse. Ah. Uh, oh, so maybe they're going to visit uh, uh, Nick's parents in, in Chicago, or Nick's mom in Chicago. All right. We will see. Who do you think is going to visit? Uh, the whole crew. The whole crew. Will we see the whole crew in Chicago next week? Will we see me and Akiva here next week? Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, until then, um, I don't know, as Brian Cohen would say, have a good one. Ali and Akiva Gonna talk a TV show And maybe Jenny Garner So don't go any farther now Akiva and Ali All the way to the finale